Leather doesn't have to be expensive. Not when it comes from Lucerne Lapidary and Leather in the Lucerne Valley. Who doesn't like leather? Get leather belts, wallets, gun belts, holsters, rifle scabbards, and original design handmade saddles. But that's not all. There's jewelry, custom design, custom cutting, shaping, engraving, polishing, repair, and more. Even classes in jewelry design. Come see it for yourself in the high desert. Lucerne Lapidary and Leather. 32776 Old Woman Spring Road in the Lucerne Valley. Call 760-885-7777. That's 760-885-7777. Dates there were, uh... Gee, you don't have a pencil, do you? <laughs> Thanks. You know, my wife, she gives me one every morning, and uh, I just can't seem to hold on to it. Uh, oh, yes, now, we know that you were in Mexico, but, uh... Oh, Lieutenant, if there's any further way that I can be of assistance to you... Oh, I... no. No, no, you just make out that list. That'll be fine, Doc. Thank you. Right. Oh, oh, one more thing before I forget... Yeah. Well, I guess that clears that up then. Okay, Doc. Uh, thank you very much, and I'm sorry I bothered you. No bother at all. Well, listen, there's one more thing. Uh, you don't remember what your wife was wearing that night, do you? But if I was in the hands of kidnappers and my wife didn't ask me if I was okay, uh, I'd think about that. Uh, these things, they really fascinate me. You know, they got a new thing today. Uh, like, if I want to take my wife to the ball game...
Falk as Columbo. Catherine? Catherine. Hello? Hi. Hi, Catherine. Hey, you like my warm-up? No, we oh, do. Hey, hey, you can't <laughs> beat my birthday brother, the greatest TV detective, the greatest actor, the wonderful Peter Falk. Yeah, no, yeah. So, but Catherine, this is Trevor. Hi. 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 This is Lyle, better known as the man-child. Hello. Am I on the radio? Yes, you are. You're on the, the radio. Yes, the radio. Are. Oh, jeez, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and Dave and Dave Lerman, who scammed everybody at, at uh, IHOP. No, so. no. I'm, I'm well <laughs> but hey, Dave, Dave, you need to let me know. My birthday's in July. Is there any chance I could start doing this like now? <laughs> yeah, I, I will. Okay, but well, come on. This and, is Catherine. Come on. This is, this is Cat. Come on, Dave. This is this is Catherine right, segment. Come Thank on, you, Catherine. Hi. Hi. Okay. Hi, Kathy. Hi. No. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine, it's a real pleasure to have you on our show. Thank you so much for being a yeah. part of it. Hey, thanks for having me. You're welcome. So where do we start? Um, <laughs> your, uh, your dad's birthday Why was... Why don't you tell us about your organization? No, 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 no. We're starting on Wednesday. Last Wednesday oh, was okay. was yeah. Peter Falk's birthday, yeah. right? And, 88. And, he would and be 88? He would have yeah. been 88. And yep. Dave Lerman's birthday was also I on heard they had the same they? birthday. Yes. So tell us a little bit about your dad growing up with Columbo. I mean, was it, was it, uh, could you get away with anything? You know, I mean, honestly, it's really kind of strange, but he was, and I know I've said this on a lot of other shows, but it's really quite something. He was identical. Like, I mean, he was Columbo before Columbo even came about. Like, there there was no differentiating between Columbo on screen and Columbo at home. I mean, he was he it just it was unbelievable. It, I I can it was epic. I mean, he, <laughs> did he look under your bed and, and, and like uh, try to figure out what you're doing every he, second of the day? You know, my dad was always about asking a series of questions for which there was never a right answer for him. Like yeah. it was just unbelievable. Like you felt like you were being interrogated, but not in a bad way. But like. I always thought, like, God, he's acting like such an idiot. Like, why is he asking me this question, like, 20 different ways? And I'm like, Dad, I, I, I gave you the answer. And it's like he would be looking for an answer, and finally you just you, – you would give him the answer that you knew he wanted just to shut him up. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And then, but he started, I mean, way before Columbo. He was, like, a, a working actor. I mean, he was on a lot of, like, Twilight Zones and, and – uh, yeah, yeah, he was on – he played, like, a dictator on the Twilight Zone, like, in 1961. But I saw, him, I saw him on Alfred Hitchcock, and he was on everything. Yeah, he did a lot of movies before Columbo. Yeah, and he also did yeah, Mad 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 World. Mad, mm-hmm, right. Yeah, he was he was a well, he was, Catherine, a, he was a great. You, he was a great actor. Thoroughly enjoyed it. I'll tell you straight out. You know, I I uh, grew up watching him, and I was a little kid, and I'll always, you know, and I remember the movies that he made in the '90s and everything. But I, what I wanted to ask you was, um, did he ever like have a favorite actor or actress that he played with on the Columbo series, the original one back in the '70s on NBC? Did he have, was there because he played with Jack Cassidy like three separate times? He played with. Uh, I think he was with he was with Robert Conrad. He was different different people. I think I he was can't with, remember the name of the actor, but it's the first the very first Columbo. Was um, it the Murder by the Book? Is it the one with Jack Cassidy? I believe so. That's the one he always talked about, the very first one. Yeah, because I remember the movie Prescription Murder, but then the actual T V series started with Jack Cassidy and Martin Milner. He was the he ended up being the victim, Martin Milner. But he actually said on a biography of David Cassidy, I think he did say that he couldn't think of a better person to start out the Columbo series other than Jack Cassidy. But right. I wasn't sure if that was his favorite. But I, I grew up watching your father and to me he's always gonna be a legend with me. Yeah, you know, I mean, he always talked about Natalie Wood because he knew her personally. I think he really enjoyed working with her, too. I mean, he liked her as a person. 
Yeah. I, it wasn't in Columbo. I think he was in. I can't remember the name of the movie, but he he really he talked a lot about Earth. How many movies did he do? Oh God, uh, hundreds. I would imagine. I mean, just, yeah. I mean, it was like throughout the throughout the fifties and sixties. But I also read something that he said he was a working actor, but until somebody believed him or something like that. It's until like somebody what believed him? Like he was up until his like thirties. He really didn't catch on so uh, 30 years old yeah nobody would believe him that he was a working actor yeah he's like 12 in pirates of penzance i mean so he started so young you know i mean my parents met at syracuse and he was in theater at syracuse but he didn't really take it all that seriously you know and so he was you know looking at odd end jobs and he was you know he's doing a master's degree in something completely unrelated uh public relations or he was in the maxwell school doing business administration and then it just fell into his lap, you know. I know that there was, um, I can't remember her name, but she was a, an actress. I'm not an actress, but she, he took, like, training classes in New York City. He was asked to be under training with a real top-notch, I can't remember her name, but she ended, she's very famous in New was York he, City. Was he really open and honest about his past? I mean, when you talk to him, I mean, he didn't try to hide anything, really? You know, it's interesting. He, When I was really little, I used to say, Daddy, you know, like, you know, why do you have, you know, why do you have a fake eye, you know? And when I was really, really little, he, I remember he lied to me when I was tiny, and I think, and I didn't understand why. He told me that a golf ball, um, when he was playing golf, hit his eye, and so he lost his eye that way. And I remember thinking, why would he, you know, I didn't know then, but then as I got older, my mom's like, you know, he lied to you. He didn't tell you the truth. He had cancer in his eye. So I remember being older and asking my dad, like, why did you, why did you not tell me the truth? And he said, well, I didn't want to scare you about cancer, you know? Yeah, it's like I had a grandfather, we, a great-grandfather. Were you talking about Eva Galeen, the acting teacher at the Whiteborn Theater? Yeah, I think, yes, yes. That's wow. Yeah, in Westport, Connecticut. All right, yes. Dave, yeah, here comes she's, Dave. Like, yeah, like method acting. She's, like, legendary. Yeah, she took my dad under her wing. She really... Right, she and then yeah. that led him to Frank Capra. Yes. So, yeah, that... I, yeah, I, in acting circles that like for so many actors who struggle because you know when you first get into acting nobody believes you and it's until you get like a Columbo or get your big break it's like oh yeah you're a waiter you're not an actor but it was this woman and her name was Eva Lagoline and she was out of Westport Connecticut and it was through her and these off-way productions and then your dad made his Broadway debut in Diary of a Scoundrel and then he went on to Prisoner of Second Avenue and with his artificial eye and that really just launched him into superstardom which is kind of a Cinderella story. I think he always thought that, I think he always thought, at least what he told me was that he always had thought when he was very young, when he was younger, that he wouldn't be able to get picked up because of his eye. And actually it was a real problem. You know, they thought, well, why can we can get an actor with two eyes? Why would we, why would we? (laughs) Yeah, but he's trademarked. But he was unique. Very yeah. unique. Yes. And then the thing where he, had, he continued Columbo in the 90s. So, I mean, it just kept going all the way from 1967 with Prescription Murder or 68 all the way into the 90s, The Death of a Rockstar. I remember watching that one several times. But you know what? Uh, your, like I said, your father is a legend. I will always love watching him. I still watch Columbo every Sunday night on MeTV. And, um, but what I wanted to ask you, like your foundation, I wanted to uh, – what I was going to say is um, it's – 
Well, my co-host Leslie wants to ask you about that. Yeah, she's, but I, she's researched you, and, and I have my like, own personal and, feelings about I mean, it. I do so. too. I mean, we all do because I mean, I'm, my mother. I mean, we're, yeah, I'm it's a, such an honor to have you on the show. It yeah, is a real it's honor. honor. It's like oh, it's thanks. like we're going through. I'm going through the same thing in a way. But Leslie, yeah. Leslie, go ahead. Um, real it, quick before we go into the, the organization and the thing that Catherine, Catherine's working on, um, there is someone in the chat room who does have a question for you, um, and it's: Was your dad ever upset at not winning the Oscar? Did he ever actually come out and? say that you know he didn't he was very humble that way i think he just kind of you know he my dad never no he wasn't like that i think he you know was kind of optimistically pessimistic most of the time um no he, he just didn't do that he was just happy he was working he was happy yeah i mean and doing he what was. he loved it was when we're so thankful he didn't go into business did you guys ever see the roast he did with Dean Martin? That's the one oh, I watched. Yes, when they when they when they, when they when they pulled him out of the YouTube. audience. It is when they when they pulled gold. him out of the audience. They pulled him out of the YouTube audience in gold. his trench coat. I mean, it's one of the best moments of his life. <laughs> it was awesome. It was like I watched that and I went with Frank Sinatra and they wadded up they wadded up the uh, napkin and yeah. He, yeah, that was awesome. I loved it. Yeah. Did you guys know the first episode of the series of Columbo was directed by Steven Spielberg? Yes, that's Murder by the Book. That's the one with uh, Jack Cassidy and Martin Milner. My favorite episode, I don't know why, but my favorite one is where Johnny Cash plays a plays a uh, gospel singer. He ends up, you know, his wife is like blackmailing him and he ends up crashing the plane and parachutes out he drugs them or he does, whatever he does but I, I don't know why but that seems to be my favorite one but though was it like Johnny Cash didn't he reminisce about like how great your dad was to him and like Johnny Cash like even in his autobiography was like one thing I remember about Peter Falk was what a wonderful man and how much respect he gave me and here's one legend talking about another legend and in showbiz, where there's so much backstabbing, that's like the ultimate compliment, you know? But can I tell you something about my dad? And I'm not saying sure. that he's my yeah. father because I'm biased, although I am biased. He was the most down-to-earth, most natural, most organic person you'd ever want to meet. Like, he, there was no Hollywood in him. And the way he dressed and the way he drove, well, the way he drove, he was a madman on the road. But <laughs> he, he just really was, you know, he, you know, he just wasn't Hollywood. And it was great to be around that. And... You know, when I was growing up, it's like he was kind of always irritated by the amount of people that would always interrupt us. You know, like we'd be out eating dinner in Beverly Hills, and the chef would come out and, like, end up eating dinner with us. And, and it always kind of irritated him. Well, he was a family man. Yeah, he was. He just He's like, I'm here with also, my daughters. I don't want to be interrupted. But right. then, you know, what's interesting about my dad is as he aged, I think he got scared of being forgotten. And so I watched it the tide turn where he wanted desperately to be noticed. And he would get really sad when he'd walk down the street with me and people didn't really notice him. He, I think he, he was frustrated, you know? Well, I think he would like the program we're doing because we're noticing him. Yeah. Like, right. yeah. If I would have, if I would have been walking by, if I would have seen you walking with him, I would oh. have, I would have done everything and just you know, short of getting talk on my about the happy dance. Him for and, but, but also, I, I mean, I saw his like laugh. Like I'm I saw, just humbled you're on the show. Yeah. But I saw, <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. remember, remember the Hollywood stars games at Dodger stadium and stuff. And I saw that picture of him. He looked so happy. He, said, he mean, looked really happy. Yeah. Yeah, but he 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 was uh, he's an every man's man, right? He's like every yeah, guy's he, person, right? Can I can I can I Ghostbusters video? Yeah, and he's also in that movie The In Laws with Alan Arkin. Well, that's that's yep. why the Serpentine part when they're on the tarmac on the on the uh, on the when they get off the plane. That's my favorite moment ever when they're you know getting off the plane. and He says Serpentine Shelley. Yep. I yep. got a statistic for you that I bet none of you know because yeah, I, I got my start as a comic. Do you guys know that Peter Falk is 
the number one impression done by stand-up comedians in the history of stand-up comedy. No way. And no way. Really? The yes. number one guy is Kevin Pollack. Yeah, Kevin does, Pollack, uh, can I tell, wait, 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 Kevin Pollack does, the, <laughs> listen, listen, Kevin Pollack does the best impression of my dad when he's getting pulled over by the cop. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I love it, it. I yeah, love it. That's what I was going to say. I'm going to shut up. It is the best impression of my dad. You, you silence Dave Lerman. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. That's great. Well, we need to get into your organization. Come on, let's talk about it. Wait, well, what do you want to talk about? Well, well I'll well, tell you one thing straight let, out. Let, let, let Leslie do this. Yeah, Leslie, let, let, Leslie, Leslie, this. I'll tell you my got, part later. I mean, I already know about it, but let Leslie run this show. Let's run, run this part. Yes, because this is something that I, I feel very strongly about in regards to what you're doing to get it to where the kids get to see their parents. I think this is just atrocious when yeah. second families move in. And the first families are totally shut out. And what you're doing, passing the Peter Falk bill, I think is just awesome. Yeah, um, I've been working us- on this literally since 2009 when I was in trial so many years ago. And I, I looked at my probate attorney. And I just said, we have to draft a visitation bill because the last thing you want to do is drag somebody in that's under power of attorney into probate court. Pro- probate court then throws somebody under conservatorship. And conservatorship, you know, if it's court-appointed, you know, there's a lot of, you know, financial exploitation that goes on with that. There's so many things, and you guys probably don't have the time or the energy to listen to it, and I know a lot about it, but I just wanted a petition that really streamlined the process to avoid having to spend $200,000, which most people just can't afford to spend. And, and you know, I mean, Mickey Rooney was married eight times, eight kids. You've got, you know, Glenn Campbell, uh, four wives. I mean, I'm friends with all of them, and it's like it's not just a second marriage. It's the eighth marriage. It's the 15th marriage, you know? Right, right. It's crazy. You know, and it's just, like I said, I think it's just atrocious that you were denied access to your own father. Well, but it, but it wasn't just that I was denied access. It was my sister. It was my mom. My, my mom and my dad were best friends their whole life. My mom read all of the scripts. Well, yeah, you meaning the family. I mean, that's, that's just. The whole family. Yeah. That's yeah. just so wrong on so many different levels. But to have you actually step up now and try to get this to where you're getting it published and it's going to go and get a bill passed to where you do have visitation rights. Yeah. But on my end of it, what kind of society do we live in that we have to do that? It's, it's outrageous. It's amazing. And, you know, it's, 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 you, you never think as a child growing up that you're going to have to be faced with something like this. You never think that you're going to have to have a discussion with your dad and say, hey, dad, if you marry four, 15, 20 times, make sure that you have a provision in your POA that says, hey, I still want to see my children when I'm incapacitated, you know? Exactly. Well, thank God for you for stepping up to the plate because I totally agree with you. And I have so many friends, like uh, my friend Carl LeBeau, who's going through the same thing. And, and for bringing awareness to that, God, I applaud you so much. Oh, no, I mean, it's great. Yeah, I'm working on a national level, and I'm working with the Uniform Law Commission where it's like we're, like, writing bills and writing laws nationally so that it's enacted in all states across the country. I mean, I'm doing a lot of different projects. How close are you getting it to actually be passed as a bill? Uh, I'm in 15 states, and it's on the Senate floor now, and there's there's just nice. no... Um, there's no controversy with it. So it's, mm-hmm. it's you know, Jan- everybody is, they're introducing it now, but January is when it's 
is supposed to pass. You know, the session is closed right now. Mm-hmm. Well, I really do hope it passes because you know what? I'm I I. No, we're all behind you. you know, we're behind 100%. you 100. percent Well, the whole entire percent. state of New York, where my dad is born and raised, are very excited to pass it. I mean, that's where my dad's from. Mm-hmm. So. And Trev, yeah. let's let's make sure we get a link on. Oh, and all uh, of Hollywood page. should be behind no, it give too. Us, give us the link. Uh, oh yeah, well my website is www.catherinefalkorganization.org, and then I'm also on an open. Facebook organization page where I just talk to everybody live there. So that's a lot of fun. Well, Catherine, you know what? I, 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 my parents divorced when I was eight, and I was forced to call my stepmom mom. But you know what? I, I don't listen very well, so I didn't do it. So that's I never, just the way yeah, it is. No. It's not uh-huh. going to happen. So I just did whatever I, whatever right. I did. Well, anyways, we got to go to a break, Catherine. Or thank you for coming on and have fun at the Dire Straits. Hey, hey, no, no, yeah, thank you. Hey, and, and wait, wait, wait! God I got to say you. one thing. Hey, I got to say thing, one thing. One more thing. Yeah, go. Go. Say yeah. it. No, you guys say it. No, was, you are you're the, was, you're the you know what I you're was a wonderful say, lady for calling our show and you're the daughter of a legend and you know what we're you know, we're very grateful for let you me being talk. on our show. This is my show. It's my just, show too. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me, me slap I you guys. Just, all I want to say is have fun tomorrow and and I hope you get to meet Mark Knopfler. I'm trying to get in to see Mark Knopfler. I love Dyer. Yes, <laughs> yes, make it thank happen. you. Make it so happen. Thanks. All right. Anyways, we're, we're gonna go to the thank break. Thank you so much, Catherine. Have a great show. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you. Thank you.